0: Welcome to the Business Tune-Up, the podcast that'll help you find your business spark. You'll hear great stories, learn quick tips, tools, and ideas from two top-tier business coaches that each bring their own experiences and perspectives. Candice and Jim are both passionate about what they do and share the same goal to bring value, inspire, and help each client they work with reach their full potential. This podcast gives you business insights through genuine, authentic, and fun conversations. Here are Candice Eckstein and Jim Cummings. Hey, Candice.
1: Hey, Jim. How's, How's it going? going? <laughs> oh, it's going. How's it going with you?
0: <laughs> it's going really well. Yeah. Summertime. Gotta love summertime.
1: Everything is better when the sun shines. The world is perfect when the sun shines.
0: I know. I, I, I was going up the elevator with a guy today who said, oh, it's a little bit cooler today. And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, I really can't stand the heat. And I said, where are you from?
1: (laughs) We're Canadians,
0: you know, like we should take all the heat we can get.
1: There's never enough of it in my books, but I'm sure our listeners don't want us to spend the next 30 minutes talking about the heat and the sunshine, but it definitely does make me smile and definitely happy to be here with you today and, and to welcome our very, very first guest. Like, how exciting is that?
0: Oh, It's fantastic. So so this is great. We, uh, we've we decided we're going to expand because the topics that we're doing are getting really kind of uh, interesting. So uh, with today's topic, we thought it would be great to have somebody who is right in it and has firsthand knowledge of it.
1: Yeah. So let me share with our listeners first that our, our, it's our absolute privilege to introduce Kevin Johnson from Business Development Bank of Canada. He's Probably their very best account manager that they have. And of course, I'm not biased whatsoever saying that. I'm going to bring him on in a second and he'll tell you guys a little bit about, you know, his scope of responsibility and what he specifically does in his sort of day-to-day role. but. Really, what I wanted to say first is that our topic today is business financing. And as business coaches, it's obviously a topic that both Jim and I are pretty passionate about. Finance is one of the most important aspects of every business. The health of the finances of a business, you know, determines what you spend, where you spend it, how you spend it, what to spend it on. And so without financial health your business is obviously in um, some huge jeopardy or some crisis. And so you would reach out to Kevin and he's going to be the guy that's going to help direct you on what to know, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and just give you some advice. So our goal today is to give you some of those golden nuggets, some pieces of information that you can walk away with that will hopefully be applicable for your business. So without further ado... Kevin, welcome to the podcast, and thanks so much for spending a couple minutes of your afternoon with us today.
2: Hello. Thank you so much for having me in that extremely generous introduction. I am thrilled to be here. I've listened to all the previous episodes. I've already told you guys I'm I'm a fan, so I I appreciate you guys
0: having me on. That's the number one prerequisite for being a guest. (laughs) You have to be a fan first.
1: Okay. Isn't that the same with every podcast? Come on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. So tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us a bit about, you know, what kind of got you interested in, in the world of finance and maybe a little bit about what your scope of responsibility at BDC is.
2: Sure. So, uh, yeah, I had a little uh, roundabout way than uh, I would say the typical banker takes to get into finance. I, uh, I started my career as an IT staffing recruiter. In New York, uh, in New York City. I grew up there just outside of NYC. That really got me into the, the tech world, which kind of started a fire in me. Uh, and I ended up starting a company with a couple of classmates from university. And we started a social media application company, really shooting for the stars right off the bat. <laughs> and that ended up bringing me back to Kingston, Ontario. So we worked on that for about a year and a half. You know, we were focusing none of us were technical which is a whole nother story but we worked on that for about a year and a half it didn't end up working out started a different tech company this time with the tech guy you know one less mistake from the first company and after about three years of trying to be an entrepreneur I uh, I realized I needed a steady paycheck <laughs> I needed to pay back some of the debt I had taken on and I uh, ended up at BDC I got really lucky you know I um, I was looking for a job. I never saw myself in banking, but uh, just through going out and having conversations, yeah, I got lucky and landed a job as an account manager at the business development bank and could not be happier about it.
0: So this is really cool because you you have a a rather uh, interesting perspective. Having been an entrepreneur already, you kind of can see it from both sides of the table, which I think is a huge advantage for your customers. Listen, Kev, tell me what, just for, you know, pre- presume I know nothing, what's, what differentiates BDC from a, a Canadian chartered bank?
2: Yeah. So, and I realized I forgot to answer part of Candice's uh, question, which is what do I do at BDC? What does BDC do? But so I'll, I'll start with that. BDC is a crown corporation. So their primary mandate is to help Canadian companies grow, which is really what got me interested in the job in the first place so what differentiates us between a charter bank is you know the charter banks they they do credit cards they hold your money their true goal even though they might say it's it's not and they're extremely not saying they're not important but they're, they're really there to make money uh, whereas BDC because of its crown corporation affiliation uh, we're really trying to help you grow and that's really my main priority as an account manager even though Eventually, it'd be nice if I landed some loans because that's how I'm evaluated. Most of what I do is, you know, advise people on how to grow their businesses, and most of that isn't with BDC. You know, like most of that isn't guiding them to our products, but guiding them to other things in the financial ecosystem that will help them grow their companies.
0: And and so, what differentiates the products in general that uh, BDC offers? How, How does how does that differ from the chartered banks?
2: So BDC only does what's known as term loans. Uh, whereas, so what that means is you're getting financing for a specific reason and you're paying it back over a specific amount of time. Uh, whereas a charter bank will have credit cards, lines of credit, uh, they will do loans as well, but they also hold your money. You know, you, there's, they do personal banking as well. We're only commercial term loans. So that is the, that's really the, the, the biggest and only difference. The difference in how we lend is BDC typically is higher leverage, higher risk loans. So your charter bank is extremely important. And we'll get into the importance of financing in general. BDC typically does those higher leverage, higher risk loans. So if your bank won't give you the financing you need, that's when you can come get something from BDC.
0: So what you're saying is BDC is the lender of last choice.
2: <laughs> that's what we used to be known as. And I, you know, I don't like saying that because I... Th- I like to at least think every person who talks to me benefits from the conversation, regardless of, you know, regardless of the band of using BDC. So I still think it's important to start those conversations.
0: I'm just, I'm just pulling your chain. (laughs) I, I, you know, full disclosure and, and, and Kevin knows this that uh, BDC is actually, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of chartered banks uh, in, in general banks in general, for a lot of reasons, because I think they're not necessarily the friend, you know, the old joke, banks will hand you an umbrella when the sun is shining and yank it back as soon as it starts to rain. I've experienced that firsthand with the chartered banks. But I I just want to say this, that from a personal point of view, BDC is directly responsible for a sizable portion of my net worth. In other words, BDC loaned me money to make investments in things like real estate purchases that I could not have done through a chartered bank that now I own that real estate. And so, you know, good on you. And I think it's great what BDC is doing for for small and medium-sized business in Canada. I like to think so too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know what? I, I think it's, it's everybody has their own personal opinions for sure. And I think it's important that we share what our opinions are. I think in the, the bigger scheme of things for today, focusing on financing and the benefits, kind of some of the myths or you know, strategies related to business financing that people can take away because not every listener may be in Canada and be able to, you know, work directly with you and and BDC. And so if I could ask, you touched on something, I think that's really important to most business owners and that's the growth of the company. And so... How does financing directly help companies thrive, grow and then sustain that growth? Cuz it's one thing to grow, but if you can't sustain it, then you know, you could end up in a worse worse position. So talk a little bit about if you wouldn't mind Kevin about, you know, financing directly related to the growth of a company.
2: For sure. The the way I like to think of financing is it enables you to leverage your company's previous success companies can... The companies can have a natural growth rate. And what that means is if if you get your company to a point where you're making money and making profit, you can use that profit to continue to grow your company at a certain, let's call it speed, growth rate. But what financing allows you to do is grow faster and stronger. It's it's not necessarily that I think you need financing for the sake of financing. There's If, if you don't have a direct project immediate need, there's no point in taking a loan and paying the interest for it just to sit in your bank account. But my my goal that I had in mind for this conversation is to get people comfortable with the concept of financing, you know, to start those conversations with their their charter bankers. If if they happen to be in Canada, I would love to talk to them. And if not, you know, I'd love to talk to them as well, because my goal is just to get people comfortable. It's really to turn them to have that growth mindset. Candice, like you touched on, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. If you want your company to reach its highest potential, you know, I would seriously consider looking at ways financing can help you get there.
1: Yeah, for sure. So as businesses are putting together their strategic plans and setting their goals for the next year, 3 years, 5 years, financing obviously has to be included in that discussion and directly tied to those goals, right? Definitely.
0: So I, I I wanted to ask you about, like, you know, if, if I was, like, obviously, I've, I've been doing this for a lot of years. But when I first was starting out in business, I know I had a bit of an inferiority complex, as I think many young entrepreneurs do. And they feel they wouldn't qualify for most financing vehicles at a chartered bank or BDC or anywhere. So they don't even bother asking uh, because they're embarrassed about it. Is that true? Is that your experience? And is there anything we can do about that? My experience is it's it's actually quite the opposite.
2: There's always financing, especially these days with technology and the access to the access of financing has gone through the roof. the The only difference is you know interest rates, amount of financing. But you would be surprised. You know, there's two ways you can use financing to get your company to a place where it's profitable if you're an early stage company, or to grow. Faster, like we had spoken about earlier, um, there are plenty of different avenues to get financing, and I would strongly consider people, you know, taking a holistic approach to their company and and really considering, okay, if I, what if I had an extra piece of equipment? What if I had two more employees to to hit sales for me, making calls for me? You know, Jim, like you mentioned with realty, what what if I purchased this building through my business and use the business to pay for the mortgage? because I'm paying rent anyway. And it's, it's not only adds to your personal net worth over yeah. the long term, you also have a form of rent control. It's definitely, it's always worth the conversation. I understand it's a little bit of a daunting process, especially in the early stages. Like you mentioned, Jim, you know, bankers, I do think there are good bankers out there that can do amazing things. But yeah. in general, charter banks, you know, they, they uh, I like to say, they hate you till they love you. And once your company is big enough and strong enough that they can't give you enough money, you you know, but there are ways to get to that point where they do love you. And then I think
0: you should uh, use it for all it's worth. (laughs) Yeah, they hate you till they love you till they hate you again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you touched on something really important, which is about a fear, right? And so there's a lot of fears for entrepreneurs and for business owners. And then you add financing, into all the other accountabilities that a business owner has. And to Jim's point, if they are a startup, for example, or they're doing their first acquisition and they've never entered you know, the world of financing or that sort of discussion before, it is a bit of a question mark and an unknown. So they do heavily rely on, on the guidance that you would have to provide to them.
2: Yeah, and, and I completely understand that. You know, taking on debt is a risk. And it, it's it's a risk you have to be comfortable with. And Candice, like you mentioned, I that's my I love doing that. I love bringing entrepreneurs through the process of what that financing can do for them, but also show them that their company can sustain that debt worst case scenario. You know that that like here's where your company could get with this much financing, and worst possible case, you're going to be exactly where you were before. So
1: yeah.
2: Anyway, I I. It, 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 There is a fear of it because the idea of taking on a certain amount of debt, but I like to put it into the context of use the success you've built for yourself to get somewhere where, you know, you maybe couldn't imagine yourself being previously.
1: Yeah. So in the spirit of trying to mitigate some of that fear and help some of our listeners get set up where they can have these types of conversations and be a little bit more proactive about it what sort of questions should they be coming to you with? What sort of, you know, preparation should they do before they entertain that conversation with you? If you could give them, you know, some some tools and some ideas or recommendations on what prep they should be doing, what things they should be considering, or even what questions they should be asking, that might mitigate some of the fear or worry.
2: For sure. There's a lot of resources on bdc.ca, you know, for things like cash flow forecasting, if you have questions, I, I suggest people check out the website because whether you're in Canada or not, there are great resources in order to, you awesome. know, kind of consider things yourself. And in terms of the questions, it depends what your current goals are. If you are looking for financing, really the first step is to start the conversation. Go talk to your charter bank, ask them, we want to grow our company. What do you want to see? And what can you provide us when we get to a certain level of success, you know, it's, it's, you're going to have to build that relationship over time. The kinds of questions you can ask are things like how profitable do we need to be to get a certain line of credit? How much receivables mm-hmm. do we need in order to get a bigger loan? You know, de- depending on what your goals are, I would go in instead of asking saying, what do you want to see in order for us to get this? Because it allows them to give you feedback, but it also gives you something to work towards to go back to the show and say, eh, you know what, you said we need to hit this market. We did. And now we would like, like now let's we want to get this loan going so we can get the mortgage on this realty, for example. You know, so I, I would just start I would start by saying start the conversation and asking what they want to see and, and what can you provide. I think that's the first step. Hopefully that answered your question. I know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? I it's just having the conversation is a great first step. And so Jim, I know this is something as you Already mentioned to our listeners that you've been through with your businesses in the past and seen quite a bit of success from it. Maybe you could share a bit of your experience and how you started the conversation to just, you know, relate it to some of our listeners.
0: As I said earlier, I think what BDC is doing is is fantastic, and they've been very helpful to me. Of course, I have several chartered banks that I use for the businesses that I have, but I, I wanted to. Uh, Allow me to segue back to Kevin for a second because there's a, a question that I had for him. And that is that because of COVID, the, the this, you know, COVID has really thrown a wrench into the gears of many businesses. They've been talking about a K-shaped recovery where some businesses are doing very well and others are still struggling. And I have firsthand knowledge of that because one of my companies were in a, we're in the trade show business. And I, don't, I can't think of an industry that's been hit harder than the trade show industry. We've seen a 95% reduction in revenue. And I was just made aware yesterday by one of my managers that uh, there's a program available through BDC called HazCap, which we are applying for that I think is absolutely wonderful because in, well, Kevin, I'll let you talk about it, but under normal circumstances, a, a business needs to have a fairly strong balance sheet in order to qualify for financing, whereas in this circumstance, many businesses, and I'm sure many of our listeners, their businesses may have been, you know, maybe you're a restaurant who's been just keeping your nose above water for the past uh, year or so uh, and thinking, how the heck can I ever possibly hope to get some money from a bank at this point to help me get through this thing? Can you talk to that, Kev? Sure. I well I'll first just mention that BDC
2: so the, the way BDC works is the government funnels their programs through BDC. So the specific hascap program is channeled through your charter bank. Another reason to go have that that uh, conversation uh, you might maybe didn't want to have before, but it's it's worth it cuz you don't know what programs are in place.
0: Yeah, and I just, Sorry, I just want to say I do have a very good relationship with my current chartered bank. Uh my uh bank manager is fantastic and she reached out to us and we've we've had been having the conversation for some time now and I just signed all the application documents yesterday for the hascap so we'll see what happens but it's very encouraging because I think the fact that she is even presenting me with application papers means that they've already done their due diligence and it's highly likely we're going to get the financing. So this is a godsend for us. That's
2: awesome. And and so so the next point I want to touch on is I guess I'm more in general, because I know COVID was a very specific situation and hopefully, you know, we don't have to go through something, even though it's still kind of lingering here, we don't have to go through something like that drastic again. But depending on what your situation is, I highly recommend, depending on where you are in the world, looking up for, looking up nonprofit organizations in your city, looking up federal programs of the country you're in, in the city you're in, maybe provincial uh, programs in the city you're in, because there are a lot more than you would maybe assume of uh, financing programs out there to help struggling companies. You know, right now there's a ton of COVID specific, programs out there. But previous to, um, previous to COVID, here in Canada, we have a federal program called Futurepreneur. Another website I, I recommend checking out, regardless of where you are in the world, because futurepreneur.ca, they have a ton of resources. Uh, just to touch on their educational resources, they have a really good cash flow forecast that's a completely educational tool, has all these uh, indexes on the side to educate you on what numbers go where, and a business plan template that's, that's a really good guide as well. But they give up to $60,000 loans for companies in their first year for Canadians that are uh, 39 and younger. That's just one example of something you might not know about. And all you need to have is a business plan and this, these forms filled out and you apply. I, I was talking, to, just to give a quick example, I was talking to an entrepreneur I happened to be connected with in Red Deer, Alberta. I live in Ottawa, Ontario, uh, pretty far distance between us. I didn't know of any local programs there, but I'm just aware that these things exist on the phone while I was talking with this specific entrepreneur who happened to not qualify for a BDC loan. I found three different programs, potential programs for them to apply to. So, you know, um, Jim, I I forgot your specific question, but the, the, but again, it comes back to starting the conversation. There are, Mm. there is help out there for you, you know, and it doesn't necessarily need to be financing. It can be getting a consultant, getting a coach. I highly recommend t- getting like getting help. No one is successful on their own, and I know I'm kind of mm. g- really getting out there with <laughs> kind of far away from financing right now. But uh, starting those conversations, looking up what's out there, and I and I promise you, there's something to help you.
0: Well, this this is one of the things I like about what you do, Kev, is that you. You're you're not just about loaning money. You're you're about finding the right solution for the problem that an individual uh, business owner might have. And if if that means directing them away from you, then that's the right thing to do. That's what you do. And so you know, towards a chartered bank first, or whatever the case may be. But I just think it's uh, what I was getting at was. Under these circumstances, the fact that many businesses are stressed financially, the thought of perhaps even just the thought of borrowing money, but the thought of being eligible to borrow money is kind of distant. And I just, you know, I, I want you to to talk to the fact that it's it's not that bleak out there. There are programs available for us, right? Definitely.
1: So, Kevin, are there any hiccups or miss? that you kind of hear and kind of make you chuckle every now and again, when somebody comes and sees you and says, Hey, I heard this, or is this true that you can just say and tell our listeners right now, this is a full on business financing myth, or you don't need to worry about this is, is there something that, that you want to share that, that maybe is just not accurate that people need to distill from their minds?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It really put me on the spot. I, uh, (laughs) I mean, the, the first thing I thought of, to be honest, is, is that some people, because we happen to be a crown corporation, I get a lot of yeah. people assuming they automatically will get the loan, <laughs> which is not necessarily true. But like I mentioned, there's a lot of other options. Right. And uh, this, is, uh, this is something that I definitely want entrepreneurs to know. And it, it, it's not meant to scare you. It's just to make you aware so you can make sure on top of it is, especially with smaller loans here in Canada, entrepreneurs need to have solid credits, personal credit scores one myth I, here here's a big myth actually is that if you pay all of your credit lines and you're paying all your debts on time you haven't missed a payment that you automatically have a good credit score and the biggest shock to entrepreneurs cuz i you know this isn't this isn't me the one making these decisions but if you have a high utilization on your credit cards meaning you have a $50,000 credit card and you're at $49,000 constantly, your credit score will continue to go down. I just urge individuals to be aware of their personal credit score because it makes a massive difference. Not saying you can't get financing if it's lower, but you'll get more financing if it's higher. I know that's not necessarily the, <laughs> the kind of uh, myth you're looking to get. Uh,
1: no, up to that's, there, you know but- what, that's great information because I'm sure not everybody was aware of that having if being a business owner it's not just about the business thriving but personally how are your finances and that the two are intertwined
2: and and here's the other one which is more related to me specifically in bankers is most of us are here to help <laughs> you know I, I think uh i think a lot of entrepreneurs think oh, they just they're just here to make money you know it's it's uh we're not as evil as I think we're portrayed. It's, it's not like we're running. We're not the bad guys. We're, we are here to help. And most of the bankers I know are amazing people who truly want to see their clients succeed and entrepreneurs succeed. And again, I'll just pull it back to, to start those conversations. It's a lot less intimidating when you realize it's just someone doing their job trying, like, trying to help.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what? Being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, requires taking risk. And, you know, you can't be a business owner or an entrepreneur without taking risk. And hopefully most of the time that turns out to be successful, but other times it's going to result in failure. But failure, as we all know, is a huge part of growth and it's a huge part of, you know, getting to where we need to go. And so not being scared to start the conversations about business financing can be risky, but it can also have pretty large rewards. So, so,
0: you know, another interesting thought there, Candice, is that the, the risk. So, so if, 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 if a business owner is worried about the risk of borrowing money, a comforting thought might be, and Kev, you can confirm or deny this, a, a comforting thought might be that banks tend to be fairly conservative. They're not going to loan you the money unless you're a good risk. So, in other words, if they've decided they're going to loan you the money, chances are you've got a very good you, you have the capability of paying it back, and so uh, you don't have to worry about it quite as much as you might think. Is that true, cap? I can neither confirm or do <laughs> would say,
2: i would I would say in terms of business financing, a hundred percent one hundred percent if they're giving you a business loan. You know they've done their due diligence, and they're comfortable with
0: it well that's what I was talking about yeah
2: because they are banks typically are what's known as secured lenders, so if you're getting a mortgage on a piece of land, their thought process is primarily will they pay the loan back, but if they can't pay the loan, are we good? Are we still going to make some money off of this right. so uh, the only word of caution is if it's personal lending against your personal home, uh you know, a home equity line or something like that and there's a ton of room on the, on the value of the land, they might just think, oh, this land is valued super high. We don't really care what their business is doing. So if it's directly to your business, I would say 100% of the time, they are super comfortable with it. And just kind of be cautious if you're getting into the personal financing side.
0: So Kev, earlier you mentioned that the BDC is a higher risk lender. That doesn't mean that, that BDC doesn't take security against the loans. But I'm wondering, how does that affect interest rates? Like we've had historically low interest rates for as long as many people can remember. It's been more than a decade now. And it, interest rates aren't going to go up anytime soon, it appears. But how, how do interest rates, well, in general, wh- tell us about where you think interest rates are going generally. And how, how do interest rates with BDC differ from the chartered banks?
2: So I'll uh, start with the former. I mean, I'm not an economist uh, as, as I'm not even um, formally educated in, in uh, business or finance. So in terms you mean, of... You
0: mean you don't have a crystal ball? Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and when and where, like when the... I guess the reason why I'm prefacing it with that is I have no idea where the interest rates going to go. I mean, I've heard some things and I've read some stuff and it's, yeah, they'll start to bring it up slowly. In general. But what's happened since 2008 is they actually stayed relatively low for a very long time. So in terms of how quickly they'll go up, I have no idea. And how BDC differentiates from a charter bank, and this, is, this isn't this is all the time by any means, but we are typically a little more expensive than your charter bank. And the reason for that is, as you and I mentioned, we are higher risk. We do fully unsecured loans as well. So what that means is there's no property. It's it's just a personal guarantee. to the. It's a loan to the business, it's not a personal loan, but we get, take a personal guarantee and that's it. So uh, the charter banks don't typically like to do that. And that's why it's a little more expensive. So let's say you're getting realty. I, I'll just keep it with that example. We'll take more leverage against the land or the building. So let's just say a, a charter bank will typically do 75% loan to value. So they will loan 75% of the value of that building. BDC can go above 100%. It's not all the time. It's got to be a good loan. Previous to COVID, it was more frequent. And uh, specifically here in Ottawa, the property's uh, values have gone through the roof. So they're a little more skeptical. But we have done, uh, the, the rule is 125% financing on realty. And the reason is that the hope is to finance the building for you. Let's say you're moving into a new building, but also be able to give you money to renovate it and the working capital to do the transition. Um, and that, that is why it can cost more, uh, right. not, so, by, not by a lot, especially in the realty. It's, it's uh, extremely comparable. And I think the value way outweighs the, uh, the slight interest, interest increase. Uh, so we, I,
0: I totally agree. And, and so that's fascinating. So to recap a, a chartered bank, typically will lend you 75% of the value of a piece of real estate, to use that example. But BDC might, depending on the circumstances, lend up to 125% of the value of the property. Is that what you said? It's.
2: I don't want everyone going out there, calling BDC and saying, Kevin told me I can get 125% financing. <laughs> Why not? Uh, because it's it's very rare now. It's, it's extremely strong companies. The debt servicing has to be there. We, we are right. first and foremost lending to the debt servicing of the company itself. So the company has to be able to have enough profit to service that debt. Right. Um, right. That's, I would say that first and foremost, but yes, we do higher leverage, uh, realty loans in general than a charter bank, but that doesn't mean a charter bank won't give you more financing. They might give you a financing loan separate from the mortgage. This is just in regards to the mortgage of a piece of land.
1: Kevin, I guess the last question that I that I would love to ask you today is, can you share maybe some of the top reasons that a business comes to you for financing? So I'm curious, is it from a perspective of, you know, we'll look at COVID as an example, businesses, some businesses based on the industry, maybe took a really a a tougher hit, like Jim had talked about the trades, the trade show industry. And so that would be one reason, you know, a company may need some financing, potentially, there could be an opportunity where companies I would imagine are absolutely thriving, and they're looking to do some acquisitions of some other companies and may need some, you know, financing for those reasons. So I'm just wondering if you've seen any patterns, and if there are, you know, kind of top reasons that you you get business owners coming to you for financing.
2: Yeah, I mean um, BDC in general, we 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 really do all types of financing in terms of what we're actually lending towards. Uh, I can speak to my experience, and Candy's just like you mentioned. Yeah. It, it's a good mix. Um, earlier in COVID, there was a ton of COVID-specific lending. Uh, yeah. We do uh, we do a good amount of, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the real estate. Prices in Ottawa are are really growing quickly. So we do a lot of... I've been doing a good amount of real estate because the values have gone so high that the companies need additional financing for it. A good amount of unsecured lending because charter banks aren't as comfortable with the unsecured lending. So what that means is if you're... Sometimes it can mean inventory. Sometimes it can mean hiring extra employees. Sometimes it can mean just more uh, marketing dollars. And yeah, okay. uh, we, we also do a good amount of change of ownership financing as well, because a lot of change of ownerships are either a share purchase or goodwill purchases. And mm-hmm. what that means is it's, it's unsecured. So when I say unsecured, it's, it's uh, not an asset purchase. So they're not buying necessarily all the pieces of equipment. We right. also do that financing as well. But a bank will more favorably do that change of ownership uh, financing where BDC they're not as comfortable with the uh, the unsecured portion, so we 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 do uh, <laughs> we do it all, <laughs> a, but yeah, but those it's a are good spectrum. Those are kind of those are what I have been seeing a lot of in, on my personal uh, books recently.
1: Yeah, you know what's super interesting because again, there may be business owners that are listening that have wondered if they should start the conversation about business financing, thinking that it only lends one way or the other. But to your point there's such a large spectrum of opportunities or conversations that can be had about business financing and as Kevin said I would say if there's any nugget or piece of information that people are walking away with today it's just to be open to having the conversation to seek you know some information to better educate themselves on how business financing could support and help their businesses to thrive or get to a place to meet their goals and objectives, but as you said, it's really about starting the conversation, right, Jim?
0: You know, I'm still I'm still excited about the fact that Kevin mentioned that you can get financing to hire a coach, Candies.
1: <laughs> wow, well, you know, I was I I wasn't going to touch that, but that is pretty exciting.
0: Uh, I'm not putting words in your mouth, am I, Kev?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. I think getting a coach is a great way to get outside advice. Yeah. Any way to help you grow your business, I think, is a great idea.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't think you're going to get an argument from Candice and me <laughs> 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 on that one. Well, listen, I, I have one more question for you, Kevin, then we should wrap it up. And that is, if people, are, if they're listening to this, they, they might be wondering, you know, what is your ideal customer? Like who, what kind of customer do you feel is best? Describe the customer that's best suited to uh, to work with BDC
2: it really comes down to entrepreneurs who are looking to grow. If if they're not going to be a BDC client immediately, they will eventually because if their true goal is to grow as big and as fast as possible, you know, they'll they'll max out what they can do with their charter banks and they'll eventually will we'll be able to help them. So not only that they'll probably end up being a BDC client, but those are also the most exciting opportunities for me, those passionate entrepreneurs who You know, they have big dreams and uh, they're working really hard to achieve them. Those are the kinds of companies I I love speaking with.
0: And that, you know, that's interesting because that's precisely in line with what Candice and I do. I mean, what we do as business coaches is one of the primary things is we help businesses grow. It's not all about growth, but that's one of the most important things. And uh, it's really nice to know that there's a financing partner that has the same mindset.
1: Yeah, and growth is defined. I mean, that's a whole other podcast, so I won't go down that path, but I will just say that that growth in itself can be defined in so many different ways. Certainly, you know, the net worth of the organization and financially growth is one way in terms of employee size, in terms of the offerings of products and services. There's just, there's so many ways that we can define growth and that's an exciting part of the conversation, but to weave the finance piece into it, Obviously adds an immense amount of value and to be able to partner with someone like you, Kevin, that brings you know the growth mindset, the experience, the fact that you were an entrepreneur before you moved you know professions into business financing, you really do have the added advantage of seeing it through both lenses. And so if if any of our listeners wanted to reach out to you, wanted to pick your brain, wanted to work with you, how do they find Kevin Johnson? <laughs>
2: I would say the best way is LinkedIn. I, there's yeah. a there's a bunch of Kevin Johnsons out there, but if you look up Kevin Johnson, Ottawa BDC, you'll find me. I'm the uh, the funny looking guy with the beard, and uh, I'd be happy to chat with you. I love talking to entrepreneurs. You know, um, regardless of maybe you're not growing, but you're just want, looking for some advice. Um, th- that's why I have the job I have. I I, I love doing. I love interacting with entrepreneurs. So feel free to reach out to me there.
1: <laughs> well, we can definitely attest Jim and I that he is the funny looking Kevin Johnson on LinkedIn. No, I'm, totally, <laughs> I'm totally, totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. But if in all seriousness, if, if anybody does want to reach out to Kevin and you have any trouble whatsoever finding him, then either connect with Jim or I directly and just let us know you're, you're having a hard time finding Kevin and we'll certainly connect you and, and make that introduction for you.
0: So Kev, thank you so much for, uh, for being our guest today and thank you for your insights and your thoughtful comments. Uh, this has really been great. I know I've learned something and I'm sure that our listeners appreciate everything that, uh, that you've told them today. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much for
0: having me. Uh,
2: this was an honor. I cannot wait till the next episode and uh, I appreciate everything you guys do.
0: Oh, that's great. Thanks. Well, Candice, There you go, Jim, you know, we're now radio hosts,
1: something like that. Anyways. (laughs) Well, with that, we're uh, wishing everybody a great sunny. It's a long weekend here for us in Canada. So we're looking forward to enjoying the sunshine and starting to connect again with people. And so I'm Candice.
0: And I'm Jim. And this has been the business tune up. Thanks for Thanks,
1: everyone. Thanks
0: for listening to the Business Tune-Up Podcast with Candice and Jim. Got a question about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Connect with Candice or Jim through LinkedIn and send them a message. Thanks for listening. And until next time on the Business Tune-Up, continue to find your spark.